Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5. 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. How is it that Harvard's president has been able to withstand the scrutiny of her academic work, especially in light of what she's permitted on college campuses? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. There's breaking news all over the place. We are watching to see if the Supreme Court's going to make any uh, words about Colorado. If that happens, we will, of course, bring it to you live. Uh, welcome back. Glad you're here. Don't forget, 6 o'clock tonight, I'll be filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I want to welcome to the show Dr. Carol Swain. Dr. Swain is a political scientist, legal scholar, and author of The Adversity of Diversity. Uh, Dr. Swain, thanks for joining me here in Philadelphia. I appreciate it. Thank you. You wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal, and I have it open here, and it says, Claudine Gay in my scholarship. Claudine Gay, of course, is the president of Harvard. You wrote, she failed to credit me for sections of my book, Black Faces, Black Interests. So what happened? Well, I mean, by now the whole world knows, at least the whole, I hope the whole world knows that Claudine Gay has been exposed as a serial plagiarizer. And in the case of my work, there was one paragraph from my prize-winning book, Black Faces, Black Interests, and there was another, uh, a few sentences from an article that I published in 1997. But as outlined in the article, I believe that her injuries to me extended far beyond that because I wrote the seminal work in the area where she did her research on minority representation in Congress. Her uh, dissertation and her early work focused on those themes that came directly from research. The questions that she pursued, I would argue, were derivative of my work. And that having a citation in an article, but without acknowledging work that was considered path-breaking, uh, I felt that that was at least intellectually dishonest. So there's a plagiarism uh, claim that I have along with some other people and there's one where I would argue that she has been intellectually dishonest and that her work is derivative of 
my work and that there are many, many places where I should have been cited. And citations matter in academia. If someone is doing work in a particular area and they're not being adequately uh, cited, it affects their statue in the profession because they can't citations. How does it make you feel personally? I mean, just you work very hard. You, you create this intellectual work. You you spend a lot of time on it, and then somebody just lifts it from you and takes it as their own. I mean, how does that feel personally? I had mixed feelings about it because I remember hearing about Claudine Gay and that she was a superstar, and you know she was uh, this outstanding scholar. But I never followed her work, so I did not know how closely her dissertation and her her publications paralleled the things that I was writing. So I was stunned when I learned about it on the 10th, and I tried not to rush to judgment. In fact, I joked on Twitter that imitation is the highest form of flattery and that if she was guilty of plagiarizing my work, that her committee should be held responsible as well as reviewers and other people who would have read her work because my work was considered path-breaking. Everyone knew about my work. And then Monday morning, I looked at the articles her early articles, and I started reading the articles, and then I became quite upset because I didn't see where she had uh, adequately cited me. I saw a citation in the bibliography, but if somebody writes path-breaking work that you are either building on or trying to refute or, or trying to expand, I mean, that's expected as part of how you do research, and so I didn't see that. So I was upset on Monday. But I was deeply sad. I was sad for myself because I felt like I had been cheated and robbed. And I felt like uh, Claudine Gay would get fired. And I just felt sad for her and I felt sad for me. Well, Tuesday, the Harvard uh, Corporation announces that she has not plagiarized or or she's going to fix some of the sections of the plagiarism and that they're going to stand behind her. And then I was livid. I was seething. It took me two or three days to calm down because it was so wrong. It was so wrong. And then when I saw other scholars, many of them at Harvard and at other elite institutions that she had plagiarized from say that it was okay. No, it's not okay. I think about if someone kills a family member of yours and you might uh, tell the person, I forgive you, it's okay, but it's not going to be okay with the law. The person who commits the murder is going to have to still stay in trial for the murder. The family can't absorb them of that kind of guilt. But in the case of the plagiarism, the scholars who were plagiarized, many of them said that it was okay with them. You know, as I'm, as I'm listening to this, and, and first of all, Dr. Swain, I, I, I feel terrible for you that you were subjected to this by uh, the embattled Harvard president, Claudine Gay, who's now, there's more more allegations now of plagiarism coming out. I think we're at over 40 at this point. Yeah. What, how come, I mean, how has she been able to keep her job? Not only was her testimony before Congress, as you point out, disastrous, but now that all these plagiarism charges are out there and we know that she's done it and we know that that uh, that she has stolen intellectual property of people like yourself, how is she keeping her job? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, I mean, that's part of the problem, and it's something that I allude to in my Wall Street Journal article, is that she is a product of the elite system. She attended uh, uh, Phillips Exeter Academy, the most elite boarding school in America, according to their definition. If they're not the most, they're the second uh, most elite boarding school. And then she had her undergraduate degree from Stanford, where her senior thesis won a prize in economics and her dissertation that we know was plagiarized it won a prize too so she's a product of stanford harvard she spent some time at princeton uh, the most elite institutions in america and so they can't hold her accountable without holding themselves accountable and that combination of race diversity equity and inclusion and the fact that they are themselves guilty of creating the system that allowed her to skate by, I think that's why they have not dealt with the problem that Claudine Gay poses. And when it comes to Claudine Gay, if I were Claudine Gay and I had found myself in that unfortunate situation because I made a series of unfortunate mistakes, I would resign because I would not want to hurt the people who had confidence in me. I would not want to hurt the institutions that trusted me. And the longer she holds on, the more damage she does to Harvard University, to Stanford, and even those people at Phillips Exeter Academy who trained her, I guess they trained her how to cite. I mean, everyone's implicated. Yeah, and you're so right about that. And I think what you wrote in the Wall Street Journal, and I really – Love this. I mean, Harvard can't condemn Ms. Gay because she is the product of an elite system that holds minorities of high pedigree to a lower standard. This harms academia as a whole, and it demeans Americans of all races who had to work for everything they earned. You had to work for everything you earned. You, you had to work that way to get there. And then for somebody to come along and steal your, your, your thoughts and your hard work and your research, um, it's infuriating. Well, here's the thing, too, is that I come from the lower classes. I would call myself a mutt, and she would be more of a purebred. Uh, she comes from the elite system, and it's always been harder for people like me. And you look at uh, Dr. Roland Fryer at Harvard, the brilliant economist that happens to be black, that Dr. Gay was part of the uh people who stripped him of his lab, stripped him of his research, not because he was a conservative, but he came, you know, pretty much from uh, the ghetto and he was, but he was brilliant and he was producing research that challenged the leftist narrative, not because he just wanted to challenge the leftist narrative. He just tried, he came up with measurements 
of a lot of the things that they contend, and he was able to expose that they were false. Even this narrative that so many black people are being killed by white cops. And and so there were various things about Roland Fryer's research that didn't sit well with the elites, and they pretty much destroyed his career. He came from the wrong side of the tracks. And I've seen all of my life and all of my career in academia that the blacks who have gotten the greatest awards, the ones who are more likely to get admitted to the Ivy League and to prestigious institutions, are those that are middle class or upper class and they may be polished, but they're not necessarily uh, the brightest light bulbs in the toolbox or whatever that expression is. You know, I think you're one of the most courageous speakers out there. And I, I really appreciate what you've said about DEI programs and other things that, that are, are harming people, uh, dividing us, causing people to be uncomfortable working around each other. I'm glad you've, you've, you've talked about these things, the adversity of diversity and, and trying to bring healing to and unity to an issue that has divided Americans for far too long. Your voice is incredibly important, Dr. Swain. Well, I can tell you that I'm not enjoying being a part of this conversation, but I guess I have a lot of pent-up frustration because I have been, sort of been a victim of, of the system, and I'm not at a university now. And it had to do with my belief, with my uh, ideas, something I wrote. And it seems like if you are creative and you have ideas that run contrary to the leftist narrative, they do what they can to try to destroy you. Yep. And uh, I, you know, so I am sad uh, about my situation and I'm angry and I don't like to get angry, but I'm angry about how people like Claudine Gay are rewarded and lifted up far beyond where they should go by people like the progressives at Harvard. And I think that there's racism uh, at, at, uh, involved in the sense that if they defend her, and part of it is because she's black, because a white man or a white female would have been fired a long time ago, then it implies that racial and ethnic minorities, even those with world-class educations can't compete. They can't meet the standards. Yet there have been millions of blacks that came through some before the uh, Civil Rights Act and plenty after the Civil Rights Act. All they wanted was equal opportunity. Let me get my foot in the door so I can prove myself. And it diminishes and distracts from the accomplishments of people who met the standards when you argue that it's okay for a black person to plagiarize and we're going to stand behind her. In fact, we're Harvard. We're going to redefine what plagiarism is so that we can keep our first ever black president. <laughs> it's, in, it's infuriating. It really is infuriating. I, I, I would suggest you follow Dr. Swain on Twitter at Carol M. Swain. I got to ask you about a tweet you sent out a few hours ago. Here's the mugshot of the man who fundamentally changed America using tactics from the Marxist playbook. Marxists have perfected the art of elevating certain minorities to help them do their dirty work. And it's a picture of Barack Obama. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, and I could uh, I could substitute a whole lot of other minorities that are getting uh, uh, attention now uh, because they are doing things that white people couldn't get away with. But if they are, are advancing the Marxist goals, they will make space for them. And they are able to do things that I would say that other people couldn't get away with. 
Yeah, I think that uh, these Marxist tactics need to be called out. And and unfortunately, I think the the entire thing we're seeing with DEI on college campuses is playing right into that. You know, there's the oppressors and the oppressed and everybody's a victim. And um, the only way to tear it down is to is to destroy the Constitution, which you love so much and start over and let there be mob rule. And I really believe that that's where we are heading because of the indoctrination that occurs in so many of these college campuses. That's what some people would like, and there are people that clearly would love to destroy America. And in many ways, they have taken America down so many notches. And so that's where we are. And I believe that Barack Obama's presidency was a significant turning point for America. And because of, you know, his vision for fundamentally changing America, he seems to have accomplished that because... I scarcely recognize this country. I don't know if it can be restored. And as a person of faith, I believe that the only miracle that could help America would be a national spiritual revival where enough people were moved by God that they actually uh, turned away from the trend and turned back towards a society where there's a healthy fear of God and the hereafter. It's been an honor having you on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Dr. Carol Swain, political scientist, legal scholar, lover of the Constitution, and author of The Adversity of Diversity. Thank you, my friend. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Bye. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 